want to become a supporter of the Core Culture Podcast, just go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash I and Noslin. Donate that dollar. Keeps us ad-free entertainment fools. You are now tuned into the Core Culture Podcast. Maggie for dropping that ill shit. It's called Body Sin. What up, what up, world? It's Buen OS, and this is the Core Culture Podcast for May 5th. 2019 it's uh 8:01 i'm like a minute behind it's all good uh you know i had to man i'm bringing on somebody amazing today that i can't wait to talk about here in just a second i've got the news to do a little bit later and i'm going to hit you guys with some real dope updates that i have but before we hit anybody dispute 1 what up bro hey what's up man how you doing doing good bro glad you're back it's a little bit of Cinco de Mayo here uh, i don't really do too much yeah. with that holiday but you know, I at least gotta say it. <laughs> there's there's all kinds of stuff going on here, man. It's it's actually popping. <laughs> we got our summer. We, we, yeah, we got our summer cipher going off right now. That's outdoor dancing, <clears throat> live DJ, graffiti painting, the whole nine. That's going on since four, and um, outside of the food trucks and just just mad just food everywhere on like the main strip in Minneapolis, like on, on Lake Street, all the east and west Lake Street is kind of just full. So I mean, wow. it's, it's nice right now. Like, yeah, shit's popping. So soon as soon as the event's over with, I'll probably head out and try to catch the the last couple of hours of what's going on out there now. Gotcha, gotcha, man. So um, that's pretty dope. There wasn't really a, a whole lot going on here in Tampa. I was a little upset. I was like, man, you know, normally there's something big or somebody's got something going on, and uh, it didn't really get too far. I was a little upset about it, but you know, that's fine. Uh, you know. I'm getting older, man. Uh, some of that stuff doesn't really matter as much. I guess when you're like in your 20s and you want to have a good time on a Sunday, here it is. <laughs> but check it out, man. Uh, let's get into the interview section today. Man, I'm bringing on somebody super dope, bro. Super amazing producer. Uh, he's worked with people like Rampage, uh, who I personally know. And man, once I found that out, I was like, I got to talk to this guy. So let's bring him on. Black Waters, what's up, man? Peace, how y'all doing? Man, hanging in there, bro. Uh, really, really grateful for you coming on the show. We're doing some uh, pretty big things here, man. Trying to get, you know, at everybody, hit all the people, you know, put together the songs that we've talked about on the, uh, you know, podcast a few times, like uh, the one We Out that you did for uh, Rampage. I mean, such a big hit, man. Uh, what made you come up with that uh, the throwback, man, to the uh, the diggable planets? So uh, me and Ramp, we've been we've been chopping it up for the last two three years now. Yeah. And when he came up with the idea for when hell freezes over, you know, I I was thinking in my head as a producer trying to give him the soundscape. You know, I'm thinking 
you know, hitting a lot of the, you know, going back and revisiting a lot of the classic records of the 90s. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. That, that weren't necessarily hits per se, but they were hits yeah. to the, to the you know, to the realists and, the, you know, the purists and all like that. So, you know, to revisit records and instead of just rhyming on the instrumental, you know, and being like real generic with it, you know, go back and retouch the samples and of course, know, of course, with a little spin. So that was the premise of, you know, making the records. But other than that, man, it was just, you know, having fun, man, just zoning out, man. You know, I, I just, you know, do what I do. And, you know, he does what he does and we put it together and we get, you know, joints like we out, you know, Man, super, super dope tune. Um, I, I, I've heard it a bunch of times. I went ahead and copped it. I, I did everything I had to do. I just I was like, man, you know, I want to talk to the producer of this track. I can't believe it. It's it's freaking amazing because like you you were you took me back to when I wasn't like, you know, uh, we'll, uh, we'll say the mid 90s. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there in my car and I hear this track come on. And let me tell you, I. It would have been amazing to know that this would have been a reality now of having Rampage spit over that dope beat. A lot of people did, uh, you know, sleep on that track, man. It was amazing for like, you know, super underground hip hop. I remember the first time hearing that, man. It was like on uh, uh, 88.5 here in Florida. And uh, they would throw like all the underground tracks that they wouldn't play like, you know, on the radio and stuff like that. It was freaking amazing, man. So. I thought it was just a masterpiece of how you could put together, you know, some old school with a little bit of new school and then drop, you know, a dope artist on the track. It just, you know, completes it. You know what I'm saying? It's like it really makes it uh, a record that, you know, should get spins in a lot of them, too. And I've been seeing it, man. It's been kind of crazy. Definitely. Definitely. You know, that was the thing. I, I was like, like I said, again, we were just trying to, you know, put some a spin on it. You know, it's you know that's a classic record, iconic record, cool like that. You know, shout out to Diggable Planets. You know what I'm saying? Um, that was one of those records. I grew up, you know, in that in that era, and that that's one of those things that take me back to my teenage years. You know? Oh yeah. And you know, I, I took two elements, um, and I I was just you know just trying to be creative. I knew that um, the elements that they created, or, or rather that they used for cool like that were the um you know the uh the honey drippers and peach the president drums yeah so i i took the and i know that they pretty much you know chopped the drums up and used them that way um i just took and i i just took it a, ne- a step further mm-hmm. and i tried i emulated the uh pete rock i and i record ah. uh bacon jacks i just tried to em- i emulated that you know just trying to put a, tw- a twist and a spin on it paying homage to you know, uh, somebody that I admire greatly, you know, Pete Rock and all. Hell yeah, man. Pete Rock, Seal Smooth, baby. Absolutely. The, absolutely. the super duo. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's the OG. Word. Hell yeah, bro. Love them guys, man. I, I grew up to all that shit. That was like, you know, that's why I was like, man, listening to this track kind of was like taking me back, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so that was, the whole, that was the whole point. You know, that was the entire point, the familiarity. And then as far as the DJ culture, you want to give them something to play in the mix, you know, something yeah. that you can, you know, blend in different records with, you know, um, instead of it just being BPM, it's more like keys and, and, and sound and textures and you put it together and it just, it makes for a good mix, you know. No, it definitely like does, man. And how it used, how it used to be in the 80s and 90s, you know, and the DJ would 
you know, you, you can get lost in the music because the mix will have like six or seven joints that are just you can't lose, you know. So, yeah, I was trying to trying Word. to hit those, those little angles and all that good stuff there. So, yeah. Word, word. Yo, peace, man. This is a dispute here. I, I really want to tap in on that because the good thing about you guys talking about the elements of blending and actually transitioning music is because it's, it's a golden era trait. When you got the current the current time music, it doesn't really they don't really key in on on transitions. They just you like you said, they just kind of have like this 808 right on the one. They're really not trying to make anything innovative. They're just going, hey, here's here's a cookie cutter piece and just do what you do. So I wanted to know with the the new joints that he's got coming out, because, I mean, you're primarily the the, the main producer on all on all this music or is it just kind of like a, a plethora of people making tracks on the new album for, for Rampage? Yeah, well, we have, um, it's it's myself, Blackwater, um, uh, DJ One Tech, and uh, Felony Music. You know, okay. uh, those are the, you know, that's that's the uh, three producers that, that's been working with, you know, with Rampage directly. Um, as far as other producers, you know, that's, Ramp is the, he's the, he's the lieutenant, you know what I'm saying? So he's got a lot of amazing records with other producers that, you know, I haven't personally met or whatever like that, but um, as far as um, uh, what we're doing, it's been myself, uh, One Tech, and Felony Mute. So um, that's pretty much what it, that's what it's pretty much for me. And what I do is I, you know, I do the break beats and I do the digging in the records and I do the sampling and, and you know, the crunchy drums and all of that. So that's that's what I do, you know? <laughs> that's what's up. No, that's good to know, man, because it's, it's a curiosity that a lot of old heads like myself want to know because back in the day you had key producers that keyed up with certain MCs and then you had collectives that kind of formed like nice little unions of beat producers and then, they, you know what I'm saying? You had like the UMA, for example. Like, you just like multiple people in that mix and you're like, damn, you know, I wonder what piece did he work on? I wonder what did he do? How did he contribute so with this new project i'm just i'm pretty sure it's just going to be a reflection of that golden era time because you can hear it in we out just how you know what i'm saying he's taking the transition of the old with the new with the current style and he's and he's and he's keeping it clear that that clarity and lyricism are on top of on top of everything i mean no mumbling is it specifically speaks for itself i mean you ain't got no content you don't have anything to say you're a mumble rapper period <laughs> whether whether you know what I'm saying whether you, you know what I'm saying whether your words run together or not if you have nothing to say you're just a mumble rapper I mean he's actually gonna coin that because a lot of people I was looking at it were saying mumble rap mumble rap like you know certain styles I'm like nah nah man I was like think outside of the box a motherfucker that mumbles yeah. a Charlie Charlie Brown's teacher and shit you know what I mean like as soon as you hear that it's just like wah 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 you know they saying some shit but it ain't nothing yeah. apparent you feel me. Absolutely. Yeah, so and that's the vibe I'm getting with your production and with the, what's going on now, man. So I mean, big ups on on what y'all got going. Big ups on being a three headed monster, real shit. On on making some some classic shit, um, innovative again for these young cats to pick up. And I mean, what was the whole premise, man? Like like what was the goal when y'all sat down and said we're gonna make this album? Was it just we want to give back to the culture? We want to do this, that, and the third? What exactly was it? Because most people are running around with money. They're running around with clout. They're running around with, with some type of level of respect. What exactly were y'all thinking about when you said, let's do this joint for real? Absolutely. Um, like I said, man, Ramp, you know, I was on I was on Instagram and, and, and Rampage, you know, he hit me up, you know, and wanted to um, hear some of my work. 
and I sent him a nice batch, and he immediately sent me back like three joints, you know, finished. <laughs> nice, know, never, never nice. I, and, and and it was it was just ideas, and he spit some ideas to me over the phone. From there, we just continuously had a working relationship. We completely met over Instagram, and you know, it was it was one of those things. It was a calling. He had an idea. You know, with with uh, when hell freezes over, yeah, and, and and like I said, the premise was, you know, to do something fun, but to 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 let the the, the audience know that he hasn't gone anywhere; he's still here. Um, and as well as what I do, you know, I I like I said, I I keep it real uh, traditional, and I keep I'm a boom bap. If you want to put me in a box or a label. you know know, that makes people comfortable that's what i do you know and that's what he was looking for and and, you know like i would express to him every day you know i give my flowers while he can smell them you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, and like i tell him hey bro guys like rampage and buster and you know i grew up on leaders of the new school hell yeah bro l-o-n-s tribe (laughs) called quest all that shit bro that was a that was the music that honestly uh carried us through all the way until we got until we'll say uh the early 2000s and then things started to kind of split up a little bit but uh a lot of those big groups man that was like you know most of the music that i listened to and i remember um you know those were the key things of why i loved hip-hop the production in these tracks you know what they put together to make it sound that way you know what i'm saying the things that they would sample and you would never guess but if you go back and you look in these archives, man, they're like super old stuff. You know what I'm saying? They took these drums from like a rock song and then mixed that into some, you know, uh, uh, synth layers. And then they, then they made it sound like all crazy. And then you would hear this this one drum, which I'm sure you've heard. Is, it's a, it's a, it's kind of like it's a little bit of crunch. You know what I'm saying? On top of it. And then that particular beat right there, like you heard it a lot, like, a, a, you know, Public Enemy would use it a lot of times. And it's like right. those beats that carried it in. But you know what I'm saying? It takes somebody like the producer to be able to create that type of magic too. You know what I'm saying? Because when you got the good beat, you can have a guy flow on it and, you know, it'll sound amazing. But there could be some times that maybe it doesn't work as well with the theme or what you were trying to go for. So I guess that's my question right. for you. When you got right. into, right. you know, making uh, beats themselves, I mean, uh, 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 did you want the artist to react a specific way about the song and how it would make them feel specifically? Well, I mean, you know, like I said, um, you know, truthfully, you know, I, I just do beats. Um, well, getting into it, I was I started out like most people. I'm 40, by the way. You know, so I was born in 78, you know. Yeah, man, so same came, era. You know, I came up in the, the same era as everybody else. I was amazed in the 80s. You know, I was enamored in the 90s. And then I tried it in the late 90s, early 2000s. And, I, you know, I was trying it out. And you know, I had the old Gemini. Uh, I forget what sampler it was. It had the big button. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean? yeah. The big button, Gemini. Yeah, sampler. the tuner. So you can get to all the regular tracks that you could select and the options. Right, <laughs> right. You know, with the loop, I was looping records. And yeah. Before that, I started with the pause button tapes. And, you know, I, I went through the whole phase. I went through the whole phase, graffiti, breakdancing, wanting to be a DJ, and the DJ scratch, and guys like Kit Capri. And, oh, yeah. And, and, 
you know, these guys were my idols. You know, they are my idols to this day. You know, DJ Premier as well, Pete Rock as well, and then a, a slew of others. But, you know, wanting to be a DJ was the first thing I wanted to do and learning how to scratch on my... You know, Damn, so you didn't, you didn't start doing production. You wanted to be a DJ. That's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. I would have never guessed, man, because I've seen the production. I'm just like, wow, bro. But, I mean, I guess you're incorporating what you did with the DJing to get to that production level. Right. Well, I don't have much of a left hand, so I never mastered DJing, per se, you know. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> it's one of them things where, yeah. you know, I, I was so in love with it. I didn't care. You know, gotcha. I kept going, kept wanting to learn and kept getting into it further and further. And I was, I, you know, I was one of those guys, you know, just like much of us, you know, I fell in love with hip hop early. You know, and I was always intrigued and I was always, you know, uh, caught by the sounds and the feels and drums and little nuances of the music and all of those things like that. And yeah. um, in particular, when it comes down to Rampage mm-hmm. and uh, what we're working on, yeah. um, you know, getting back to that sound was the main thing, you know, mm-hmm. because I know that he comes from legendary lineage. Oh hell yeah! And you know, Bust Rhymes. It gets no, it gets no more legendary than than Bust. You know, yeah, man. Um, and that sound, you know, Dilla and 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 Q Tip and all of those guys influenced me as well. But uh-huh. as far as their sound, you know, Knotts, who's who's a huge influence. Not Knotts, uh, uh, Dilla, um, DJ Scratch. That was their sound. That was the flip mode sound. Yeah, know? man. And you know, you can't top that. <laughs> you know what I mean? All you could do is add bricks to the pyramid. Oh yeah, you know, stack, stack it till the roof, man. Absolutely, man. And, and that's what I'm trying to do: add a new, a new chapter to their book, to the book of Rampage, the Last Boy Scout, First Lieutenant of Flip Mode Squad. You know what I mean? Oh and yeah. That's, and it's a, it's an honor. I just stay out of the way. You know what I mean, so yeah. to speak, and allow him to pick and choose because we got over a hundred records, you know, together. You know, when we did, when we did, uh, we out. Mm-hmm. Um, we did that actually quite a while ago. Wow. You know? Yeah, the original record. Um, when we first did it, I had the drums a different way, and I had it way more grimier, you know. And he had spit the rhyme. And he had the idea. And then I went back and tweaked it over time. And then yeah. one day he came with the whole finished thing. And boom, here we are. Nice. That's what's up, man. Yeah, that's definitely what's up. I mean, you can tell that the sound that you're creating is going to, like you said, it's going to add another foundation to the whole flip mode mode. And my thing would be, it would be dope to hear um, other members of flip mode. Like, for example, we have a raw digger coming to our Jay Dilla um weekend event that we have here i'm a part of the jay dilla foundation here as well in minnesota so june 14th 15th and 16th we've got that weekend set in our fort our first event is on the 14th that friday night and it's going to be an all-female event and she's headlining it and it's like i would love to hear some of your production with her voice over it you know what i mean and some of the other camp too is there is there anything lined up for you that could possibly help you cross over to some of the other still current active uh, MCs and flip mode? Sure. I think the possibilities are there. The door is open. Um, like I said, by, by me and Ramp working like this feverishly and we got all of this heat coming, I just yeah. made a record for him last night and I sent it to him. You know, he's right now, he's actually on location um, shooting for the We Out video. So, That's what's um, up. Yeah, I, I actually got to call him back after this interview because he hit me earlier. 
um, but, but that's the thing. I'm hitting him with so many records that he has ideas, a lot of ideas. And I don't want to let the cat out the bag, but, you know, there's some things that I've already done that he has some ideas for other Flip Mode members, and I think he's going to reach out to them and see what's good. And from there, I guess we'll just see what happens, and yeah. that's what I got going on as far as that. So that's that awesome, man. That's amazing. Uh, you know, it's it's when you get to that level uh, that you know that you're making it. You know what I'm saying? You're making a quality product and the artists themselves are recognizing that. And I think that's what makes a difference. That's what makes a good producer versus just, you know, your 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 average person. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Definitely. You know, and that's what I, I started from, um, like I said, uh, pause button tapes and all of these things and I was in I'm a fan first you know of the music so I don't one thing I don't do is listen to a lot of the current stuff which I'm guilty of you know yeah. like I I recently heard the new Eric Sermon album I think that that shit is incredible you oh, know? yeah, yeah man. man Vernia I, oh yeah. come on bro bro <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The production on that is out of here, man. Yeah, yeah. All the guest features, I mean, just in general, yeah. keeping it 100, I mean, they're all cut from the same cloth. You know what I mean? Ramp yeah. is cut from the same cloth as these cats. And it was, it was, it was, you know, pleasure to my ears to hear Vernie as well, because I could automatically think, because I knew this interview was coming up with you, and I'm like, well, shit, man. I'm like, if that's how Eric is coming out, I can't wait till ramp drops because I know his shit's gonna hit just like this, and you know what I mean. It's it's just a nice ode, like you said, to the to the culture of saying, "Hey, hip hop is never dead. It may hibernate, it may kick back, it may you know observe the situation in the scene." And I'm guilty too. I don't listen to the current shit because it doesn't inspire me, it doesn't motivate right. me, and it actually kills my growth. I can't even think about going to the studio <laughs> to write some shit. You know what I'm saying? If I just got through listening to some Fetty Wap or some off-the-wall shit, and I'm like, come on, man. Now my brain is all fucked up. Like, I need to go home and chill for a minute, take a nap. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe smoke something. You know what I'm saying? Smoke something really quick, and then go back to the studio. It's like, I mean, I have to readjust, but I can right. listen to Ramp. I can listen to Eric. I mean, like 17, 18 years, and then you drop Vernia. Yeah, you, you deserve your props, and it's going to be the same thing with Rampage. I mean, as soon as this drops, this it's gonna it's gonna hit the ground running you know i mean like right off the top absolutely and like i was i just shared with him the other day when we were talking about you know the business aspect and um yeah. like the publishing and all of these things um we're, we're getting that's why we're giving away the we're gonna do a lot of these uh the singles for free um and um that that allows the publishing to get circulating again and and not exactly get, you know not to get too off into the weed um I, you know just when I when I expressed to him how important it is for culture um, and the refinement of culture, because it seems like we lost uh, the culture mm -hmm. of hip hop in somewhere along the way. And, and you know, like I said, not to get too off in the weeds about it, um, uh, this right here is the cornerstone. What he's doing is the cornerstone of group economics, if you That's will. That's what's up. That's and what's what, up. What, what, what essentially can happen is a tour can come out of this. You see, mm -hmm. where, where the artists that we're we're tapping back into their record, we can we can, you know, reach back and and you know have them on some sort of tour, something along those lines. You know, um, who knows what the future holds? You know what I mean? And like I said, we were just talking about this earlier, you know, or rather the other day. And like I said, man, who who knows 
what this is going to lead to. But that was the thing, man, bringing culture back, you know, giving that feeling back. And it's right on time for the summer. You know, we got these Mm -hmm. records. And, you know, I think that if we drop them the right way um, at the right time, I think it'll hit where it needs to hit. You know, because a lot of yeah. guys, a lot of the new guys, they are really emotionally, you know, all over the place. So they seem they tend to drop music based on how they feel, not what yeah, which makes the best logical sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they're they're basically uh, operating on emotions, and you can't operate on emotions not when you have long-term financial goals in mind. You know what I mean? It's because short-term goals is, you know, that one, three, and five-year plan. It's like, okay, cool. You may operate with a little bit of emotions in that aspect because, you know, you're going in the ups and downs of the business, the valleys and, the, you know, the highs and the lows. But like you said, if you're going for that end game, that true long-term, here's what we do, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Drop the singles, get the singles available for download, let people know what's popping, let them know where they're at, piece it together. And like we always say here, we say it's chess, not checkers. You know, at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, you're going, you're going to make the, the ultimate impact. And the ultimate impact, like you said, is reviving the culture. If you can't revive the culture, you can't survive in the culture, you will be eaten alive yeah. by the culture. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, it's like that. Very true. And and, and I was glad you, you used that phraseology, eaten alive, because I, I find it ironic how the younger generation, they get a kick out of, you know, shitting on the older generation. Right. And then they turn around and they're eaten alive by the new younger guys. You mm-hmm. know, so here, here this guy is, he was 20 and he was talking reckless about hip hop and fuck lyrics and fuck this guy and fuck that and fuck, just completely disrespectful, right? And right, right. 10 years passes, and I'm not going to name any names because he eats his own. <laughs> 10 years passes and rapper, rapper A you know, he's talking all this crap about hip hop and all of this stuff and, you know, lyricism and all of these things, you know, and he's talking crap for, and that's like his monarchy, you know, that, that's his monarchy. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's his brand, the shit on hip hop, you know. And then 10 years passes in rapper A's career, and then the new guy comes out and he's shitting on rapper A. He's like, oh, you're old school. And, you know, and that's what's going on. It's the young eating the, the middle age and in the middle age eating the old. And you have this perpetual cycle going on where there's no respect, there's no um, ethics, there's no code of conduct, you know, and it's just like, it's like a wild, it's like the wild, wild west. Yeah, it's a free-for-all, fam. It is. It's literally Red Dead Redemption on some hip-hop shit. Like, yeah, it's, you, you know what I'm saying? You're trying, you're trying to, the wild, wild west, literally, like, no more... No more. You, you, how did you say that? You said, yeah, basically, yeah. It's, there's not even a hierarchy in the shit. We used to have a hierarchy at one point, some kind of like bracket system. You knew, you know what I mean? With boroughs and certain parts of the country, you just knew, like, hey, man, these cats are doing this, they're doing that. Canada's doing this, the UK is doing this. We were like all about hip hop everywhere. And right now, cats, like you said, they're just shitting on everybody that's right next to them, they're shitting on everybody that's in arm reach of them and they had they, and they don't realize that those bridges once you burn those bridges you can't get them back man these right, cats are right. never going to be able to pull a 17 year hiatus and then drop an album and then it be embraced like a lost fucking child they're not going to be able to get that you know what i'm saying uh-uh. very true very true man and i you know it's like um 
yeah, it's some you know, I'm sitting there chopping up with my peoples or whatever. We'll talk about, you know, the regular conversation, who the greatest rapper of all time and you know, all those kind of little little yeah. you know, circular debates and all yeah. that stuff. The goats. <laughs> yeah, the goats. Exactly. You know, I I always say that when we I should I think that when we talk about those kind of um conversations or we have those kind of uh, debates or, or disagreements we need to put it in its proper context greatest of all time just you know as far as rappers like you know figuratively speaking we were saying rappers you know yeah uh, if we if, if we say greatest of all time let's why not start with the founders uh, like like if we're going to say greatest of all time that yeah. should be like the nfl hall of fame sort of speak where these guys don't like the the list never changes for the greatest of all time. Oh uh, no, nah, automatic. Add pieces, you know. You add members to the greatest of all time. You, yeah, know, you yeah. just get a jacket. You know what I mean? And they're not <laughs> in order. There is no order. You have exactly. to put Melly Mel. How can you put Melly Mel and Jay Z in the same conversation? Nah, but, Grandmaster Kaz. You know what I'm saying? You can't talk about no, at all. <laughs> how do you do it? You know what I mean? So you don't do it. You pray reverence to the greatest of all time. Indeed, shrine them, and and that isn't to be touched. You know, right. LL's in that conversation. You know, Rampage is in that conversation. Busta Rhymes is in that conversation. Ice Cube is in that conversation. Nas mm-hmm. is in that conversation. On and so forth. So how mm-hmm. do you? And in the same breath, you can't compare those artists at all. You know, and it allows you to enjoy them all instead of having to tear one down to accept another. You know what it is to me? Um, honestly, all the artists you mentioned, they were all good at their specific style. Absolutely. It's who made them as the individual. And then that key piece of all their music is why we loved it and why we had multiple favorite artists and multiple albums that we loved and multiple songs that we would have on rotation currently because they all offered that unique thing that you loved about their music. And I want to bring that up because um, I want to say in the very late 2000s, um, the music itself uh, became like, you know, really bass heavy and just a lot of snares, not too much like, you know, sampling anymore or anything that like, you know, a traditional, like you were talking about to not put you in a box, the boom bap, right? You know, the traditional style of hip hop beat. Um, and they've gone a little away from that. So all the tracks that have come out after a while, they all kind of sound the same. It's that same, you hear that same snare and then that same long bass line and then everything just kind of builds up and there's a little bit of a mix up in the drums, maybe like, you know, on the middle of the track. But for the most part, it's just all bass and then a really long hook. And I'm yeah. trying to understand like where the breakdown came or how we were driven towards you know that specific genre because i don't really say that that is hip-hop specifically i say it may be a genre of what hip-hop is but never the true essence of what made hip-hop hip-hop you know what i'm saying right 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 i think um my my personal observation i don't have an opinion i my observation based on truth and logic (laughs) so i don't really try not to have too much of an opinion or an educated opinion, if you will, if you want to. Gotcha, refer- gotcha. Refer- but I, I think that um, the breakdown came when music, or rather hip-hop in this case, became 
um, you were able to box it up and resell it. It became, um, people say commercialized. I guess that's the word you want to use. But I want to take it a step further and say cookie cutter, but um, more in a uh, formulated, boxed up, uh, reduplicatable uh, formula. Yeah. And it's easy to say puffy because what, as far as where from where I'm sitting, Puffy made it easy to sample records. I'm not, I don't play the blame game. Puffy made it easy to dig in record bins and find records with dope sounds. And, you know, and that was the formula he used. Yeah. Shout out to Puffy. Shout out to Big Shout out to Puffy. He's another one of my idols. You know, that's easy to say. But I think it goes beyond that. And you could even take it a step further in the mm. 80s when everyone was sampling James Brown records. You could yeah. say that was a formula. You know, because that got repetitive until, you know, Native Tongues came. Everyone was sampling James Brown records. And that's just being all the way real. Everyone sampled Funky Drummer. Yeah. You know, you know and, and so on and so forth. And the tribe came and they were sampling, you know, Steely Dan and shit. You know what I mean? And yeah, it man. became this EPMD sampling Parliament. And then you had NWA come out of the West Coast, you know, sampling you know, Bootsy Collins and all of these these uh, amazing records yeah. that we all know and we love, which became the foundation, you know, to hip hop. You know, um, and when it became a formula, I think that's when um, hip hop, when it was able to be put in a formula, I think that's when it became easy to encapsulate what it is you want to do as a producer or an artist. Yeah. All you had to do is tap into these little areas and then you're an you're a quote unquote producer or you're a quote unquote beat maker or a quote unquote DJ or and yeah. it became so formulated to now you have these DJ controllers that you can buy at Best Buy, <laughs> you know, and anyone can be a DJ. Right? Yeah, anyone can get on a computer and they can do hip hop, right, or do rap music, not even hip hop, mm -hmm. but rap music, mm -hmm. and they can sing with auto tune. And yep. it just became this formulated thing. And now it's because let's just be real. I mean, they didn't even look at hip hop as a genre of music 30 years ago, 20 years ago. They didn't respect it 30 years ago as a genre of music until it began to make all of this money. You know, and yeah. I think that's part that's part of the problem. That's not going to say that's the whole problem. but I think that's part of the problem. For better or worse, just when it became, you know, this, you know, plug and play type of deal. Yeah. You know, all you have to do is just grab it and go and anyone can do it, you know, because we had whack artists in the 90s. You know, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, we had knockoff records to run yeah. off dudes, you know, that yeah. sounded like a knockoff of this popular artist or whatever. So, yeah. you know, um, that's and that's what I mean. You can't just rest it on the shoulders of, say, Puffy, you know, that's no. easy to do. You know, that would right. be simple it's, simple it's to ownership. dump it all on one guy yeah it's right. ownership though i mean overall you gotta you gotta respect exactly what it is you're getting into and know that there's ownership levels to it your own i mean like you said you can crack a door open you can you can put a door stop in and allow everyone else to follow your foot you know your, your footprints and your path but like you said everybody is going to elevate it or they're going to do something to it you know take it off to a different direction but it'll never be what you did to begin with. So yeah, you're right. Puff can't he can't hold the blame on all this and, and specific 
Pacific Absolutely. cats can't hold, you know what I mean? Can't hold the blame on, on certain avenues of success. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's then just, the other thing about yeah. Puff, uh, part itself, you know, the thing about Puff um, is what Puff did was actually genius. Because yeah. what Puff did is he took the street style of New York City with, with mixtapes, blend records. We yeah. have blend, you know what I mean? And, and he took that culture and applied it to groups like Jodeci, Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige in particular. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's the transition queen, man, between R&B and hip-hop. Yeah, bro. Come on. If you really say there's a first lady of hip-hop, that's her. You know what I'm saying? Like, right off top. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's the thing. You know, Puff, his genius, he tapped into what Ron G was doing. Shout out to Ron G. You know, uh, youngest in charge. You know, yeah. Brucey B. He took the whole Uptown sound and literally with Uptown Records, um, you know, that's what the sound was. It was based on the sound of New York City at that time. Yeah. Um, and he capitalized on that. He made it a brand. And he, this is Mary J. Blige's brand, you know, if you will. You know, you get her, give her Kenny Burke rising to the top and she'll kill it. You can let Mary sing over that record you know, for an hour and we'll yeah. all, because that's, that's how we know her. And that's, that was her moniker coming into the game because yeah. that was genius of Puff Daddy. And what he did, he took the culture and he made it something that was palatable for the mainstream. This is what right. Biggie, essentially what Biggie was. Biggie was a, a, a lyricist that was rhyming over R&B loops. Exactly, exactly. I mean, he he knew the, the plan, he knew the blueprint, and it was pretty solid. And that's the reason why he didn't get a chance to do what he needed to do with the label prior to jumping out on his own. But that's always going to be the key. I mean, when you look at the most successful individuals that are still at the top of their game, still making top dollar, have made themselves into a liquid asset. I mean, clearly, we've talked about Jay-Z. Jay-Z did that. Several labels did not pick him up until he said, fuck it, I'll do it on my own. And voila there it is and everyone else is on that same page i mean even the artist that that you know what i'm saying you're currently working with even with rampage it's it's an automatic plus that he knows the industry in and out the way he has and he in my opinion because i was influenced by by i would say like the native tongues and golden era hip-hop when i came in I, w I came in the game around 89 but was like physically making records at like in 95 so for me i'm, I'm a super og in the twin cities <laughs> right. you know what i'm saying with what i do because i i tell them all the time i'm like i remember Two inch A that real. I don't know what you're right. talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where 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 the engineer was pissed off every time if you didn't get your takes right. So it, it was like steel sharp and steel back then. You know what I mean? You got good in the booth. You know, one take wonders is not a one take wonder. That's just the motherfucker not trying to eat up his studio time and do what he got and do what he got to do. You know Absolutely. what I mean? But it's Absolutely. but it's like yeah, there's there's a lot of those elements that we spoke on that the current hip hop game is just missing. It's not lacking. It's just missing. No one's no one's bringing it back to the forefront, and that's and that's kind of where where you are, and that's where a lot of the the producers in your mindset that say, hey, if you have to box me in, I, I'm gonna have to deal with the, the culture side of this. Like you know, there really is no, I mean, because the boom bap is the culture. The, then there's specifics right. to the West Coast that are a part of the culture also. You know what I mean? And down south, that you got it, right. that you can go. You know, hey man, 
this is this, this is this, this is that. This is what makes hip hop hip hop, you know, at the end of the right. day. So I mean, right. with with everything else being said, man, is there is there anything that that we can say that you've done? Have you put any mixtapes out personally that are still in rotation now that cats can get a chance to listen to? So they can since they know you're working with, you know, some pioneers that maybe they can get into your your B sides or some of your, your back in the day joints that you wanna you wanna check out? Absolutely. Um I I'm a relatively new guy. I like I said I've been around and I work with a lot of guys. I worked with a Freeway from Rockefeller before, wow. um, with another artist, another local artist here in Virginia. I'm, I'm originally from New York, but uh, I live in Virginia. Um, there was a guy named uh, Bucks. His name was uh, Bucks, and he did a track with uh, Freeway, and that was my first major uh, artist that I actually worked with. This was back in 2006 or seven. Nice. A couple of years ago, yeah. and I, I did that with him. That was a local thing. I don't know what he ever did with that track, because um, I actually I, did, I I looked out for him, you know, and I did that. And um, uh, the, the the other artist I worked with uh, was Terminology um, for another local artist. And I, what happened with that track was we were me and the local artist. I won't say his name. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, we were going to, you know, working on his project and we wanted to get terminology uh, on his project. So he had paid terminology for a verse, oh, okay. um, you know, and, and uh, being that this artist, local artist, you know, was dragging his feet. You know, he sent the beat over to terminology and he finished his verse in like a day and sent it back, you know, and um, that was the only thing that was ever done over that beat. So to make a long story short, Terminology wound up putting out his uh, 50 Bodies mixtape, uh, I think it was part five, and he used the beat on oh, one nice. of right, the track called Geology, you know, and that's why it's only his verse, because the dude never put his, he never finished the song. Hey, man, closed mouth don't get invited to a feast, you know what I'm absolutely saying? So, <laughs> not, absolutely not. And, you know, and then I, I have a project, um, well, actually not a project, but but uh, the uh, legendary Bahamadia. You know, ah, geez. You know, nice. She's working on a project now, um, and I've been talking with her about some production. Um, I, I gave her some production a couple years ago, um, and then I lost the music. And I'm working to get that back. Um, but until then, like I told her, whatever she needs, I got her. You know, so uh, we're working on that now. I just talked with her the other day uh, via Instagram. So hopefully something comes out of that. Um, but mainly what I've been doing. Um, again, I, I actually uh, submitted some beats for Positive K. Um, <laughs> oh, that's what's yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, I, I submitted some joints for him last year. Hopefully he uses a beat that I made for his... Um, his uh, um, I'm not having it remake that he did with Light. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he it was a remix I did. Hopefully, um, that makes it you know makes the cut or whatever. Um, and um, outside of that, man, I just been working with Rampage. Um, okay, work exclusively. So yeah, um, as far as where to purchase my music, I don't have much out there to purchase. You know, unfortunately, which sounds horrible. But, you know, <laughs> 
Hey, man. You know what, though? It's your focus, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You you have a plan and you have a, and you have an end game. And, and and far as I'm concerned, you can, it's it's quality over quantity. You know what I mean? You I'd rather be dead set in the trenches with cats that I know are really going to hit the ground running. So when it pops, it really pops than to have like a thousand and one things in circulation. But they only have anywhere between 100 or 200 plays on it. That that shit to me is like death yeah. in like slow motion you know what i'm saying and, and, I, and i've seen that even with music in my past where i've been like damn i'm like why did i sit with that shit in rotation for so long that means you gotta keep it fresh you gotta keep it moving you know what i mean you gotta think quarterly every three months what are you doing what are you doing where are you going you know what i mean did you follow up on the first three months are you gonna take care of this shit in the next three months it's it's real it's a real game out there man and i i salute you fam for for having the um the mindset and and the courage to hit up pioneers like like peace to the queen bahamadia you know what i'm saying peace to you know to positive k all the individuals that you've named off to, to have that courage and say I've, I've got what you need and i've got what the culture needs as well and everybody is is willing to give you a chance on that because it's working you know what i mean and, that, and like i said the, the work you're doing with rampage is not going unnoticed this interview is more of of a reflection and, and to you know give you what you need in retrospect so long term it can be used for yet another tool yet another brick that you can add absolutely. to your piece absolutely man i appreciate that man like i said we're working you know i'm, I'm here to give uh, that brother whatever he needs whatever he needs it you know what i mean um i just want to be an extension to his legacy you know and add on um you know hopefully one day you know i'll be able to work with the rest of the squad and, and all those great things i'll make records and make a whole bunch of beats sometimes with them in mind you know and um like i said for the most part i've just been zeroing in on our project and making sure everything sounds tight yeah. you know um I make the beats and then my man felony music he comes behind and puts his his genius on it and and cleans it all up you know and then my man one tech he keeps us all sharp and keeps us all focused you know what i mean he's yeah, got, yeah. he's got, you know he's got his his sound that that complements our sound and then we're like a, a dope team together you know and like i said man hopefully we can do some things that lead to greater things you know Indeed. oh yeah yeah, we're planting that seed now. We've been, like I said, we've been working for the last two, three years, and um, actually, me and Ramp, I, I did a, a little side project for him earlier this year. Hopefully, that comes out. You know, I'm not even going to speak on it, but hopefully, that comes out. That'll be a treat. It's more like a concept album. So, um, nice. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that comes out. Hopefully, we could drop a little EP and do something like that. So, we've got a bunch of ideas. And, and we're just going to start with uh, this When Hell Freezes Over project and hit him in the stomach and keep going. Nice, yeah. nice. I love that, man. Way to, way, way to end it. Way to end it. That was perfect. Um, man, Blackwater, honestly, bro, um, since the first time uh, Rampage talked about you, I was like, yo, I want to follow this dude, man, see what he's doing. Just I went through like literally your Instagram and I just scrolled up, went through a bunch of pages. You had mad pages of just beats and stuff. And I was just like, oh, bro, now I know why. Now I get it. You know what I'm saying? It's like you you start to, um, you know, you really appreciate the beats and, you know, what those beats can personally turn into. You know, there may be that one person out there, man, that needs it. And then they flow some dope ass shit on it. And you're just like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's Definitely. the hit track. So. 
man yeah. I, I, I wish you the best bro i hope that all the projects that you guys work on are hit records and i hope that uh you know, you continue to push forward and get everything you want, man. Cause that's, uh, what it takes. You know what I'm saying? Have that, that feeling that you'll conquer, man. And, uh, based on the talk and the music, I can say you've got it going on, man. And you should be able to do Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it. You know, like I said, um, I'm on Instagram, Blackwater LLC. Um, you know, we, we got a lot coming. Um, he's shooting the video for we out right now, <laughs> you know, so nice. word, word. Yeah, he's got. He sent me some uh, rough footage earlier this morning. I'm looking at it. Uh, it's it's looking real dope, sounding great. Um, the records we got coming are retarded. Pardon self. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on Instagram and follow you, man. So when you see that dispute one, man, hit me back because I, I definitely yep. want to follow this this movement. This is solid, man. And it was yep. it was a pleasure having you, bro. I mean, Nas, you, you know how to, you know how to close it out. With yeah, man. So um, that's where you find everything. Blackwater, you guys, make sure and follow this guy. He's a super dope producer, man. Uh, specifically in the style that I love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you love dope hip hop and you want to really listen to some hard ass shit, this is the man to go check out. Uh, Blackwater, man, thank you, thank you so much for coming on the show, bro. It was a blessing to be able to talk to you. Uh, hopefully, in the future, you know, when you make some more updates and you get some more stuff out there, you'll come back on, talk about it with us. No question, man. I appreciate y'all for having me, man. Thank you. For sure, for sure. We're gonna let you go right here. Peace, man. Right. Peace, brothers. Y'all take it easy. Yo, yo, yo. All right, and we're back. <laughs> man, you know, <laughs> I was like talking, and then I'm like, wait a minute. They're not on the call with me. <laughs> yeah, it was all over the place. I was like, wait a minute. I think I'm on the call with him. And I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, it always tends to do that. Like, right when we're disconnecting, if you can't disconnect one particular person, it kind of goes into limbo. Yep. And you're like, and then oh. it's just like, wait a minute. We can't get out. How am I supposed to yeah, do this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hold call and accept. End call and accept. I'm like, man, I'm all over it. Let's go. <laughs> so um there you have it everybody man a little insight into some of the stuff we do here so we talked to rampage now you know the behind the scenes stuff of how the track was made because we got it directly from the producer's mouth That's what do you guys think about man. that hey right right not That's too bad how we do it not too That's bad how you do it That's <laughs> how you do it hell yeah so man episode number two we made it dispute one i'm uh I'm blown away, man. Core Culture Podcast, making some moves. We're doing some big things, talking to the right nice. people. Hopefully mm-hmm. this year continues to be bountiful with those type of things. And, uh, mm-hmm. of course, we'll bring that amazingness to you guys, the listeners. Let's go ahead and get into the topics of the week. Man, let me tell you, this is uh, this is pretty dope. There's a couple things in here, and we were talking about some of the old heads and what they're doing and bringing out music. Well, let's keep that trend moving. How about Bumby and Static Selecta about to drop an album? Yeah, man. Static Selecta is nice. It all, all, always been nice. But, I mean, and so is Bun B, though. So for, for this to hit, it's going to be, it'll be Southern Boom Bap. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it's going to sound like. This is definitely going to sound like some, some rawness because Static Selecta is just, just New York all day, every day. And with Bun, Bun's got bars. So it's not going to be a it's not going to be a weak project. I mean, mind you, it's going like I said, it's going to be some southern boom bap. I'm, I'm basically I'm to basically it. Yeah, you know? let, let, let's let's call it let's call it that's the that's that that mesh that mix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Two dope mm-hmm. styles, 
the Trillo G himself. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I've, I've always been a fan of that kid. So yeah, so, bro, yeah, Bumby's dope, was, man. Um, and then uh, it looks like they're going to be trying to call it uh, Trill Static. That's see what I'm saying. Look, I mean, <laughs> Trill Static. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I like it because yeah. I was like, I was like, Southern wait a minute, man. Bap, so bro, Southern what? Boom Bap. I'm calling them. I'm coining that <laughs> shit right now. There it is. Yeah, this is, this uh, is that one's worth it. So uh, if you want to try and use that, it's been uh, it's copyrighted. We got there it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I mean, it's just one of those things. Like you know, you got these big guys coming out. They're going to do some new music. It's going to be something pretty amazing. Um, you know, according to this, um, they should be putting it out soon, right? Uh, let me see. When 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 were they saying? I guess they were shooting for the twentieth yeah yeah so if you guys uh haven't had a chance man definitely keep an eye out for that i am definitely looking forward to it if it's there i'm gonna go get it probably listen to the whole thing and then once i'm done if i really want the whole thing i'm just gonna buy the copy because why not amazing music is always good to have on hand and uh i haven't heard some of these guys music in a while although i love static selecta he's an amazing producer as well um, and just to kind of follow in on that trend as well, you know, we're talking to a producer. I want to talk about things producers are doing with specific artists, which is what we were talking about before, how like they they choose their producers, man. These, You know, it's like they got an ear for the music just like the producer does. They're like, yo, I like how that sounds, man. I could spit to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Boom, there's the music. I mean, you, I, I, know, I know you can definitely relate with this uh, Dispute One because you've been, you know, you've been flowing for so long, man. I could only imagine that like you get with one producer that you know that is making that music that is like, oh man, music to my ears. I love it. It's, it's, it's chemistry. It. I mean, it's, it sounds cliche, but it's true. It's chemistry. And, and there, there are moments where you just can step right into the studio and you will hear the beat in progress or the beat will be, you know what I mean? Elements will be being added. Yeah. They, they dig the bass line. They've got the, the, you know, the drums where they want them. Now they're working on a snare and, and your, your input is important. And once you hear that element kick, you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. You've automatically grabbed the book. You've already automatically grabbed something to write with and you're pretty much doing your thing. Cause I'm old school. So I'm still yeah. writing shit in, on paper. I mean, I'll, I'll fuck with putting it in my phone or, or an iPad if necessary. But that, that feels so foreign to me. It, <laughs> you know, it, it feels super foreign. It feels like I need it to flow straight from mind to hand. And, and that's exactly how, you know what I'm saying, Blackwater and, and Rampage have well over 100 records because he's just constantly inspired. And so he's he, – because Blackwater's thinking future. You know what yeah, I mean? Man. He's thinking like, yo – these are the things I can help contribute. And that's the reason why success is going to be success because Blackwater's not going, oh, this is what I can get out of it. This is what I can do. This is where I'm at. He was like, yo, I get out of his way. <laughs> I let that man do his thing and I just keep feeding him the inspiration he needs. And that's, oh, that's yeah. why that's why they do what they do. And that's why this Bun B joint's going to do what it does. That's why, that's why Static Select is still ill. You know what I mean? Because everybody stays in their lane and they just allow their talents to do the do the work they get in the booth together and, and you know in the studio together and they say yo this is what i made i this is what i wrote okay do this change that and they, next thing you know you got to hit record you know so i know man yeah. it's crazy it's like uh that, that little it's like a snap of the fingers boom there it is yeah you've got everything yeah. you need tracks yeah. done you know what i'm saying vocals done you get everybody put together and then you know magic happens <laughs> mm -hmm. i love that shit man so here here's another thing that uh uh you know since we were talking about the new heads not all the new heads suck okay let me let, mm -hmm. let me put that out there too i don't want anybody to get their you know 
get their feelings hurt. It's okay, guys. But there are some of the new guys. One of the new guys, and I've heard this guy spit, Oswin Benjamin. Mm-hmm. This kid is super dope, bro. Like, if you watch the, the Swayze Universe video, he kills it, man. And yeah, for being one of the younger he's got heads. The best uh, freestyle of 2019, apparently. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay. So, you know, the thing that trips me out is the, the references that he was making within his music. You know, like some of mm-hmm. the <laughs> biggest ones were like the 1980s, uh, you know, like cinema stuff, Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, excuse me. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, yeah. saying these particular things, you know. But he's like, and I quote from the story here, uh, look, I ain't political. I'm just a God with the sinner's view. Ridicule for how this spirit moved. You see what I'm saying? It's just mm. crazy, man. He's talking about all these little things that have to do with those issues, those time frames, but making them relevant now. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Which is crazy. That's why this I thought man. the kid was amazing because he was able to Ooh. like take this stuff. And you know he's, you know, being a newer school cat and then referencing these things, that means that he did his his background. You know what I'm saying? Like he really did some Dude. some research and shit and he checked everything and he put it all together because he's like, yo, this is going to sound crazy. Mm, seems like he was inspired by the uh, 2017 freestyle that Black Thought had done, you know, because he clearly did black out when um, Black Thought was on. And he's even I guess he, he quoted that also in his rhymes where he's like, Black Thought blacked out and inspired me. Condolences if you're following behind me. R.I.P. to Nipsey and those casualties before Oof. he added. I know it may sound cheesy, but rest easy, Mac. They don't pray for us. They pray on us. They scream rest in power to give us power devices that dig graves for us. Like, I mean, Oof. yeah, yeah. It's 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 cool. You know what I mean? Like this is been some cool. fucking fire, bro. Yeah. And they, and they have a link to visually see it, I guess. So, you know, yeah, I mean? yeah, it's yeah. not like, you know, it's not like you got to read the whole deal. It's going to be on it'll be on the sway um, you know, universe. Yeah, exactly, you, man. Yeah, YouTube channel, so yeah. check that out. Hell yeah, man. Hit that shit cuz uh, I mean, I was blown away cuz like, you know, I I just a lot of the newer guys have followed that packaged formula we were talking about earlier. But this guy kind of like broke away from that, man. And I thought it was pretty dope. But here's something else that's amazing. Uh, Notorious B.I.G. son, man, launching a cannabis company. Oh, yes. Wow. (laughs) You know, he's like, hey, well, let's do it, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's amazing that his son has been given this opportunity. You see what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, man. Your legacy. It's it's like you were taken out early in the game but you you had enough sense to leave something behind yeah. and then the people that were around biggie's you know what i'm saying legacy that were capable to allow cj wallace this chance is is the people that you got to pat on the back too because yeah. it could have got really fucked up you know what i mean legally could have got fouled people could have ran through his money but you know they gave, gave gave his son a chance to to do something important you know with their legacy and this is kind of cool you know social justice in, in, initiatives as well get attached to this um as far as the cannabis products that he's gonna be you know offering this this is dope i mean it, it kills like three four different you know what i'm saying uh um birds at one time and shit so, yeah, so but i mean think about it once you get to that level where you can turn it into a business something legal mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah mm-hmm. you know it becomes something powerful and i think that's what a lot of people just are not you know putting in the effort we'll call it just because yeah. you know if you if you have an idea you think you can do it 
and you push forward, that's an entrepreneur. These are kids that came up from their parents hustling to do what they got to do to make sure that they're good. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, I just looked into the article further. I mean, and, and here, here's the blanket statement that, that backs up everything I was just saying, because yeah. it just feels like it's a legacy move. And then all of a sudden I'm, I'm reading and he says, you know, in quotes, this is real legacy building for me and my dad. So he goes, ultimately, I feel like he'd be really proud, especially of how much positivity we are driving to normalize cannabis and finally reverse the stigma around it. And that's beautiful. I mean, because, you know, Biggie was was free, was free willed in how he operated. Yeah. He, he talked about smoking. He talked about chilling and relaxing. It, it was just a, a piece and an element of his life. It wasn't oh, something yeah. that he that he had to be criminalized about. And, and what does his son want to do? He wants to decriminalize it. He wants to actually put it in a positive you know, format because cannabis is medically aware and it is medically used. And there are such positives that come from cannabis driven products that, yeah, let's take this. Let's take that stigma away from it. So, yeah, big ups to CJ Wallace for, you know, what they say, put put your money where your mouth is, you know, type of shit. Oh, yeah, that's, that's definite. You know, that's definite, man. So let's end uh, this week's topics with something really amazing here. The group ah, yeah. Wu Tang Clan officially has their own Dang, district. Wu Tang, yeah, <laughs> real, real talk. <laughs> like literally, and it's called Wu Tang Clan District. Now, mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is crazy for me because, like, I remember I literally grew up with these guys. Like, they were putting out music, and I'm a teenager, and I'm just like soaking the sin. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Watching them go drop mad albums and they were a lot of them were very good you know a lot of them collectively the albums were amazing and they also did their own you know solo shit but as a group though wu-tang this is probably the biggest honor hip-hop has gotten in a while let me let me, let me put it to them like that where your city recognizes your achievements and then names a district after you come on now that's fly, man. And and to go on Instagram, I mean, and have the picture of it and state that the Wu-Tang Clan district is a celebration of their inspiration to the world and a celebration of their home, Shaolin. And uh, it's on, what is it, Targe Street, T-A-R-G-E-E Street, and the corner of, and Vanderbilt. And directly underneath the sign, Vanderbilt is the Wu-Tang Clan district. That's, that is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. I mean, we have a hip hop week here. Our our mayor deemed hip hop, you know, national hip hop week, which a while back, which is kind of. I always I always bug out. And I'm going, wow, the career that I I picked that seemed the least to be as successful for me as as it has not been. It's been extremely successful mentally and you know and as far as culturally. They gave us a week now, you know, to say, hey, we honor that. And look at this. You got districts all over the place saying that hip hop has done more than just be a, an eyesore. It's been it's done more than just, you know, promote gun violence and and, you know, sex and drugs, as they've always stated. You know what I mean? So big ups. Yeah, man. You know, it's those kind of things that like show you that you can do positive things in the world and, you know, and be recognized. Yeah, man. Exactly. Know? Yeah. The recognition, and I think that that's the biggest part, that it has been recognized on, like, you know, a global arena, we'll say. Because for not only the city to want to give it to them, but, I mean, you say Wu-Tang in other countries, and they know who they are. Believe me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when you know Man. that you're 
you know, you've got good music and you made it. I'm going to just say it like then, that. I mean, you could probably find before, but still. Dude, and then look at Wu-Tang, man. Just just as graceful as we as we present the people that are giving them that honor, their response is, thank you for making us who we are. I mean, wow. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, nothing major like, yo, 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 it's always. No, they were like, nah, man, we, you know, you guys made us who we are. And we are a reflection to you. And I'm just happy that you can put our name up there and, and be proud of our reflection. You know what I'm saying? That's that's hip hop right there. That's that's the culture. You know, people people always bug out and they wonder what the culture is. That's the culture right there where all facets of, of acknowledgement are there from political to street related. Everybody met in the middle and said, you guys matter. You know what I mean? Hip hop matters. So, yeah, man, definitely. There it is. All right. Well, let's get to the end of the show here real quick. Uh, a couple updates. I know that um, everything kind of changed and we went to a different number system when we started over again. But I do want to make you guys aware that uh, next show will mark the 300th episode of us doing podcasting. And that includes Core Culture Podcast and I Awesome Radio. You put all that together. We're going to be at episode 300, the next episode that we do. So not this Sunday, but the following will be episode number 300. So for that particular show, I'm doing a really big giveaway, something uh, that to say thank you um, to whoever wins it, man. And it could be anybody. Uh, basically, what I'm going to do is I'm giving away a $50 uh, gift card to your favorite store, wherever you want to go. All you need to do is answer a question that we'll put out. If you get it correct, then we'll go ahead and mail you out the uh, gift card as a thank you for listening and being a part of what we do. So I wanted to tell everybody that in celebration of episode 300. I'm going to hook you guys up for being uh, longtime listeners. Now, this one will fall back a ways back. So if you haven't been following us for a really long time, it's going to be a little hard to find. But I guarantee you the answer is out there. You just need to know where to go. And basically, here's what it is. On episode two of my original starting podcast, who remembers was my guest? Now, if you can answer that question, make sure and go to Twitter and hit us up at Core Culture Pod and drop your answer right there. You got to tell us who it was and what the song was and everything that played that day, who the artist was and everything. Okay. And, and for bonus, if you get the bonus, I'll spring the bonus on you guys later. But if you get the bonus, I'll say, um, you got to be able to answer what episode was the very first time I ever had music playing behind us talking. All right. So that's it right there. That'll be the next thing. So next show, I'll be announcing the winner so everybody has a full week to try and win it. Remember, you had to have been listening to the live show in order to even know that it's going on. This is the main reason why I tell you guys to listen live because there are a lot of things that I'm going to do that are going to be special like this that only the live users and the listeners will be able to do for the contest. So everybody else, I hope that... uh, Everybody got a chance, man. Shout out to all the people around the world who always listen and give us mad love on Instagram and on Twitter. Of course, you know where to find me at The Real Noslin. You can check out the co-host at Dispute One. And remember to go over to Instagram, hit us up at iNoslin Media. And of course, the Facebook page is now being manned by Dispute One. So it's the Core Culture Podcast and 
um, Inaza Media there. Check it out. Um, he's got you guys covered with all the latest and greatest shit that we're doing. So remember to check those out there on Facebook and give us those likes. All right, everybody. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.